What is the item from Christmas Vacation that you want under your tree? So this is my movie nerdness. I wanted something that actually affected the actual actors, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted, like, a story behind it. Mm-hmm. I want the plastic Santa Chevy Chase broke his pinky on when he's destroying it. When, uh, when he loses his mind. Yeah, when yeah. the lights won't go on. Because, one, if you watch the scene, he starts punching everything, and he's losing his mind. And yeah. Chevy goes, like, full-on. Very will, physical actor. Very yeah. physical actor. No one yeah. else does this anymore. But... He was punching so hard that he broke his own finger, and he starts kicking the reindeer. And the kicking wasn't in the script. It's just he broke his, use his hand. Anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. just love that that reality transferred into part of the movie, and that like it's a genuine hate. You could have gone with Cousin Eddie's RV, the Wally World glass set that he uses for eggnog. You love that. I do because I just think it's such a, a wonderful throwback huh. to the original vacation. Like yeah. they went to Wally World, and of course Clark has an eggnog set that's Wally World glasses. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, as we make our wish list of things that we want under our Christmas tree, although collections from 80s movies is important, I would say the only thing more important. Money. There you go. Sonic Loans is going to make sure that you have the right rate, the right mortgage, the right terms. There's nothing more important than making sure that your mortgage is set up the right way because just like a marriage, Max, 30 years, you know, I know you're getting married soon, so... Reach out to Charlie and his team today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to help you, take care of you, hold you in their bosom, and make sure that you swaddle you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what swaddling means? Uh, it's where you wrap up a baby like a burrito. All I know is the Bears' uh, final Hail Mary. Yeah. It looked like he was swaddling the ball before he lost it. <laughs> the ball. <laughs> it's good. 
NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. There's going to be a need for an attorney when you steal something from a movie set. So some of the items that we're going to put in our collectors. Uh, yeah, we're going to like producers' houses at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm breaking it a little beanie. Bolton Legal Group is where you want to start and stop. They're aggressive. They're efficient. Ian and his team of attorneys understand what it is to have an unhealthy obsession and to protect that obsession under the law. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to give you the best legal advice out there. They're going to say, what did Max Sanders tell you? Do the opposite. Reach out to them today. Get started down the legal journey with the right partner, and they are the right partner. I tell you that. Info right from Ian. Look at you. What? I said, look at you. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. It's a couple of guys. A couple of guys. Today's episode, The Collector Part 7, Christmas Edition. T'was the Tuesday after Christmas and all through the recording studio. Not a creature was recording, not even a word that rhymes with studio. The stockings were hung. Polio. Polio rhymes with studio. Jesus Christ, Max, I hate you so much. Glad we cured that. That's great. Thank you. Thanks, FDR. The stockings were hung by the soundboard with care. And I lost my place because you said polio. What says Christmas more than an episode spent reminiscing about all of the movie collectibles we want under our tree? Naughty or nice, today on Buzz in the Tower, we're making our list, checking it twice, and we're going to tell Santa what our favorite collector's items are from our favorite 80s Christmas movies. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the ho to my ho-ho, Max Sanders. And with that, Merry Christmas, you son of a gun. Filthy Animal. Yeah, it's keep the change of Filthy yeah. Animal. Yeah, you I, say I, that a lot. I do. You love Home Alone, don't you? I do. I It came too late for me, like because I saw it last year for the first time. They're kidding me. Yeah. Not once in your childhood. No. That's wild. Home I know. Alone's a staple. I'm surprised. I know. For some reason, it didn't click for me. I, I just, I love those movies that are children dealing with adult situations, like the Goonies trying yeah. to save the real estate. And, and they Kevin. act adulty kind of too. Yeah. 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 And, and then you throw that little Christmas spirit in there. You drizzle a little bit down there, you know? It's true. Maybe I've seen too many copies. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. realize... That like the 1940s and 50s had the most Christmas movies, and then the 60s and 70s, it really wasn't a thing, and the 80s brought the Christmas movie back. That's new news to me. Yeah. I learned something today. Well, think about it. Name a classic Chris Christmas movie from the 60s or 70s. I am not a Dog Day Afternoon. Serpico. <laughs> the Exorcist. Jesus, Max. The Exorcist. That's a great. Your mother sucks eggnog uh, in hell. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> amazing t-shirt idea that's such a great idea oh max welcome to the show i had eggnog jelly beans for the first time yesterday nobody including me for sure but nobody cares welcome to the show this is exciting because uh even though we will not release the video from today's episode should we get a picture at least maybe something like that today is the first day that we are actually doing video recording we're doing two episodes of video recording that'll round out 2023 and then we start off 2024 with video and our first 90s episode. Uh, shh, shh, quiet little lamb. Can't let the bag out of the cat, if you know what I mean. Get your shine box. Yeah. 
No, that's not what we're doing. I know. But that'd be great. That's on the list. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a four-hour podcast. For you, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. You're going to come in here like four days Tommy, De- We're going to get Tommy DeVito as our... Tommy, hey, Tommy, Tommy DeVito. You know what's so great about... <laughs> I just Everything? Re- no, I just realized this. So last night, I'm kind of like mentally prepping for the show, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're going to be on camera. And I think about all the times that I either sing or I'm animated with my hands. Yeah. I'm like, the people are going to get to see all of that. <laughs> and they're going to get to see what you do sometimes when you get confused and you just stare off what? and you look through me. Well, yeah. Dead eye, dead no, eye right behind it's, me. It's my eyebrows furrow where it looks like I'm a baby who just soiled their to- their diaper. Yeah. 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 This will be great. It's not great. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Max, with all that being said, if this is your first time to Buzz in the Tower, please make sure that you subscribe, follow, leave a five star, leave a review, do all that fun stuff. If you're looking for more content, check out our TikTok especially, but any social media at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N the Tower, and then our website, buzzinthetower.com. Not too late to get a Christmas gift. Um, yeah. Liar, liar, pants on fire by the time you hear this. No, it's one of two business days. Yeah, but it'll be Tuesday. Christmas is over. Risk it. How about a New Year's gift? Yeah. There you go. New Year's baby. I love it. Um, Other than that, uh, patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. And today we are in our seventh iteration of the collector's episode. A quick recap of what the collector's episode. This is from the brainchild basement of Max Sanders. Hello. He came up with this idea Three years ago, almost. Yeah, I mean, this is one of our first episodes. Was the first collector? Was it with Graham Elliott the first one? Yeah. So Graham Elliott, celebrity chef, friend of the show. This is one of the episodes we had him on. One of the first ones. And the idea behind the collector episode is if we had unlimited resources and a giant airport hangar in our backyard, and we wanted to build an '80s movie collectible museum, what would we put in there? And it's everything from the Wraith, um, not the Wraith. Uh, that's the car. Uh, what's the thing that they throw around in uh, Krull? Oh, the glaive. The glaive. Yeah. Oh, hi, the glaive. <laughs> can't believe you didn't know that. I'm Max. I'm, yeah. I'm all. We're, I'm all, we're I'm all in the glaive cave. We are in the glaive. God, that's a great name. And I can't come up with anything better. Can we get a glaive for the wall? Yes. Okay. The gla- we got, so as we look at this, it's funny because like. I lo- oh, I have I, something, by the way. One of our. Oh, one of, okay. Hold it. What do you have? One of our fans gave us something to put on the wall. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you want to see? No, I don't. Hold. Hold until after the episode. Hold. 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 Steady. Because we'll talk about thankfulness and happiness of fans at the end. That's fantastic. Who sent us something? Tony Huddleston Jr. Oh, man. I love Tony. I'm excited to see what he sent. All right. We'll do that when we're done. Okay. Don't forget. You forget sometimes. I do forget sometimes. However, all of the different ideas that we had, like whether, again, it was the Glaive, whether it was the Ferrari from, um, I almost said Back to the Future, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The DeLorean, the video game from the last Starfighter, Starfighter yeah, uh, the flamethrower from Max and Jackson, yes. How do you like your ribs? Mm. All of these things we've been over time through six episodes, different themed ones, been throwing into our um, our hangar, our museum. Wait, do you know how to use Chat GPD? Yes. Okay. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. We should just put everything in there and say airport hangar, and we could like create a thing. That's, That's a great idea. Yeah. Show me I'm, how to do it. Uh, <laughs> Show me all the blueprints. Do it. Do it for me. Do it. Do it. Do, do it, it now. Do it slowly. <laughs> uh, so today's episode, same idea. You and I are going to go through items that we, from movies, would want to keep. I think an important distinction on this is that the reason that we want them has nothing to do with their actual powers in the movie, i.e., if you want the DeLorean from Back to it's the Future. It's not going to go back to the it's future. It's not going back to the future. You just want it because having that DeLorean would be amazing, which, by the way, it would. Yes. So, again, like Harry Where Potter's, is that DeLorean? Harry Potter's magic wand, you wouldn't want that. Remember we once, yeah, remember how we once talked about how you throw obscure and not thought out questions that derail the entire show, like where is that DeLorean? Do yeah. you think I know where that DeLorean is? You might. I have no idea. Does and Bra- also, does, does it have anything know? to do with Christmas? Okay. Does it have anything to do with Christmas? Oh, God, does it? 
Let's think, let's to, think, do, is do Back to the Future a Christmas movie? Do I have to be careful? Let's think about it. Do I have to be careful when I go after you now that it's on video so people can see your heart slowly breaking as I yell at you? No, it's better that way. <laughs> for you, it's not better it's for It's like me. the Ralph Wiggum Valentine's. You can see his heartbreak right <laughs> there. I choo, choo, choose you. <laughs> and there's a picture of a train. <laughs> So good. <laughs> I could talk about I, I know we've said this before. I could do a podcast with you and just talk about The Simpsons. And yeah. It'd be amazing. That'd be a subset. Oh, man. It's great. All right. So today's episode, we're focused on our favorite 80s Christmas movies and an item from those movies that we would want to put into our collection. Small, I guess, rule. I don't even know if caveat. I call it a rule. Caveat. Thank you. Um, uh-huh. In our <laughs> <laughs> the soup du jour, if you will. No, what was the Pierre? Pierre. No, no, that's I still right. say Pierre. I can't. It's see amazing. It. It's Pierre's. It's, it's the piece de resistance. That sounds wrong. Not Pierre. Why peace? The Jean Luc de resistance. Is peace a French word? I don't know, Max. I might even be saying it a little off. Yeah. But it's for sure not Pierre. Fine. It's a hundred percent not Pierre de Resistance. I like it better. Resisting Pierre. I cannot <laughs> resist Pierre. He is irresistible. Irresistible. All right, Max. So what we're gonna do is one small rule, and this actually ties to one of our recent episodes where you and I talked about is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. And the and the only I'm not gonna relitigate this argument, but one of the downsides of saying it is is that opens up the door for, for a, a lot whole of bunch of other movies. So we have decided that today, for today's collector's episode, the only items that we can talk about are from true blue, hundred percent undisputable Christmas movies, yep. with the exception of two. Yep. Trading places and die hard. So good. Which amongst the list of are they really Christmas movies, we put at the top of the they list. Are. So, Absolutely. So there you go. Yeah, Trading Places feels more Christmassy actually than Die Hard. I I made that whole case. I, yeah, I'm telling you, like around the holidays, like I watch. I'm more likely to watch Trading Places when you go to Italy around Christmas. Yeah. I and I asked for the Italian version. Hey, give me the Tommy <laughs> DeVito to resistance over here. The cutlets. Mm. It's amazing. Um, so flat. Do you know how I? This is a funny thing that we discovered um, over last weekend. I was talking with Bruce. And you know how I'll always say, I'll do my like Travolta. I'll be like, yeah. oh, geez. Do you know what that sounds like if you were to do like translating it on video, which this might be on TikTok and translate, but it sounds like hot cheese. So now I always say, <laughs> oh, hot cheese, hot <laughs> cheese. That's better. It I is, like it. It's yeah. better. I thought you'd like that. Who doesn't like hot cheese? Nobody, nobody hates hot yeah. cheese. It's a nice mutton lettuce, tomato <laughs> sandwich, with some hot cheese on it. Oh, man. Are you ready to jump in? Can I go first? Max. It's that time of season where I'm feeling extra kind. You are today. What, what's your deal? I've just, now that I'm on video, I feel like I can't lie and say it was someone else. No, but like you, so. even before the show, you're like, I got gifts for you and stuff like that. I just am really trying to, I, I now that we've made the investment in the cameras and everything, I feel like we're at least in this show for another year. And when I accept that you're going to be here for another year, I have to adjust how I treat you. Can we show when kinder. you lethal weapon torture me with like electrodes yeah, and all? I, ah! <laughs> like I would need that. I literally would just take like like you just say room something. temperature water and be like, yeah. I'm going to splash you. And you're like, no, I'm good. What, yeah. what secrets do you need to know? You have to wear a long sleeve shirt. So I was explaining. No! I was explaining this to Coster. I don't remember what brought this up, how I tried to explain to him, like, you have grown up your entire life never compromising your comfort for anyone. Yeah, mommy's little angel. So now as an adult, if you walk into a stranger's home and you're like, it's a little warm in here, you'll walk up to their thermostat without even asking and just turn it down. Yeah, I'll eat stuff out of people's fridges. Yeah. I don't ask. Like, you're a terrible person. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that because I think that the default position is that I'm the terrible person because I bully you, but I bully you because I feel like you need it. Yeah, it's like Cousin Eddie. I don't get it. Yeah, you don't. I just want a bunch of dog food on you. You might be on the spectrum. We need to get you evaluated. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) 
<laughs> that, that's the line you draw? You didn't like that. All right, fine. I don't know. Medical definitions are yeah, you know, yeah. science. Can I still drive? Yeah, you're good. Okay. You're good. <laughs> It's really Selena, good. can you pick me up? says I can't drive. <laughs> it's a great wedding gift. Hey, small little secret I've been keeping from you, but now that we're married, you are going to need to do everything. Uh, all right, yeah, you're starting. What do you got? Give me your first item. So I had to take it from you before you took it. <laughs> well, let's start. Let's create a little uh, a little structure here. Give me the movie. Give me a synopsis and tell me what you're taking. Sure. I'm going... Trading places right off the bat. <laughs> such, a, such a jerk. I already know what you're taking, and I'm yeah. going to punch you square, yeah, I know. square in the N- nose. 1983, ultimate rag to riches con- contrast comedy where Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd switch places as a homeless person and kind of a well-to-do stock trader. And one of the best premises for a movie. They should do this every 10 years with, like, the biggest people. I don't know. I don't know what it is about this movie, but I swear to God, Max, I think it's my favorite comedy. It's universal, almost, almost ever. It's universal. It yeah. does. It doesn't get old. It's like, it's Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy just yeah. cooking. Yeah, and it's also the greed and like kind of awfulness of rich people, which yep. everyone can get behind. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I mean? What yeah. are the the brothers? The the Duke uh, brothers. The Duke brothers. Yeah. They mean, For one dollar, and they ruin they, people's and life. They're perfect. Yeah, and they it, again in previous episodes, you've talked about how the '80s was such this time of like. Anti-capitalism sentiment, yeah. right? Like while it was uh, you know, greed is good, it was yeah. greed is good. But there's this backlash of it that's like the old guard, the changing of the old guard, and yeah. the Duke brothers are just the ancient rich white mm, racist. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course, stepped on the ball. And this, and and by the way, like, is there a more attractive time in film for Jimmy Lee Curtis? Jimmy Lee Curtis, mm, True Lies. Yeah, God, you're right. Yeah, she's every, the, she's everyone's mom. But man, she's, uh, I mean, Jesse's mom. The woman Jesse's on the, mom. the woman on the street with a heart of gold. She's so fun. This whole movie, yeah, too. She's great. Yeah, she is great. Yeah, Ophelia. Oh, that is uh, that's wild. That's her name. Well, that's not wild. It was very purposefully done. Yeah. Oh, it was because <laughs> yes. like Shakespeare stuff. Okay. Yeah. Don't you remember when he uh, when Winthorpe says? Ophelia, you do realize, and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 I know, Louis. Yeah. I know, Louis. I forgot I that part. she calls him Louis. Yeah, Louis. <laughs> so you know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm, I don't know what you're doing. There's I'm, a lot of things. I because I I'm gonna go back to back with you and tell you what I picked from this movie for my uh, collector's items for my own joy. So like some things you put on a wall, you forget about. This is something you, you use every year. I'm going Louis Winthorpe's Santa outfit. God damn it! Because you put it on, you <laughs> can get a stinking salmon inside you, of it. You can get as drunk as you want. Fake gun, you know. I mean, you can basically just cause a scene at any holiday party if people, so, if the people know you. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. So the scene that Max is referring to is in the movie when Lewis Winthorpe has essentially rock. This is rock bottom. Yeah, this represents the character arc of him hitting rock bottom. He shows up at the the Duke brothers' uh, Christmas party, Christmas party, yeah. and he tries to reframe. Uh, Billy Ray Valentine by stuffing drugs. drugs in his desk and everything. He's like, oh, attention, attention. I found him <laughs> red handed. But like in the midst of all of this, he he goes through the buffet line and <laughs> he's and he's like he's pounding and champagne. He, he, and, and his Santa costume is like dirty. Yep. And it's off white. Very gray. And he just he grabs this salmon and stuffs it. This whole piece of salmon, like an entire piece <laughs> of smoked salmon, stuffs it inside of his shirt. 
and he's like eating it with his beard getting stuck in it. That's and later someone, on the bus. Oh, that's on the bus. You're yeah. right. I, I'm sorry. So Where he grosses out the mom. Can I daughter. go to the bus? Because the yeah. bus. You know, when does he do that? Uh, that's that's the bus. That's the. Uh, that might be. That might not be the bus. Uh, when he has the fifth of Jack Daniels, he's walking out. He yeah, does that you're too. Right, you're yeah. Right, you're he right. breaks so, it. On, he breaks yeah. it on the ground. He just yeah. he has this like patheticness, and then he takes his gun out and tries to kill himself, and the gun doesn't even work while it starts raining. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's yeah. it's the best scene of the movie. It, it is. It's great, yeah. and the Santa costume is a, is a great one. So I'll go, I'll do mine. My, one of my items is also from Trading Places. Okay. Uh, it now, wasn't that? No. I did want that, but I assumed you'd be greedy and do it. And I also have something I want more. So I will tell you that it's heartbreaking to me that I can't pick what I really want, but I did it already in a previous collector's episode. The watch? And that's the Rochefoucauld, the thinnest water-resistant watch in the world, singularly unique, sculpted in design, handcrafted in Switzerland, and water-resistant to three atmospheres. This is the sports watch of the 1980s, $6,955 retail. It tells time simultaneously in Monte Carlo, Beverly Hills, London, Paris, Rome, and Gustad. It's worth 50 bucks. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. So when he goes to got a receipt. When he goes to hawk the watch, Bo Diddley. That that watch is what I really wanted. Um, by the way, in addition to that, what I picked for my thing, and I have butchered this on the show a hundred times, so I don't care that it's long. You're gonna live with it. Okay. I know you're gonna be so annoyed with me. I'm already annoyed. You're already annoyed. So I didn't do the watch. Um, Obviously, yeah. Lewis Lewis Winthorpe is in jail. He is arrested for drugs or for money and drugs being planted on him that he stole from his yeah, club. Yeah, Frank Oz arrested him. <clears throat> he gets released from jail and uh, what's his face? Uh, Biggs pays off Ophelia to pretend that he's his drug dealer so that in front of his girlfriend, fiance, he yep. gets busted. So anyways, she feels terrible, brings him back to her apartment and she's going to help him out. She's like, you know, nothing here is free. And look at my cans. She opens she opens up a closet. And there's all this leftover clothes because she's a, a prostitute. So all yeah. these Johns that have been there before left the clothes there. Yeah. What I want under my tree is the entire outfit that he takes out of that closet. The, like takes, disco stew outfit. And takes, yeah. to the, and takes to the country club. Yeah. When he gets to the country club, okay, you don't even, they don't even show him at the country club. What did they start off with at the, the country club? The Sigma Nu song, right? Zeta Kai, yeah. Zeta Kai, my friend. I'm singing the whole damn song. Okay. I butchered it too many times in the past. I finally took the time to write out what it is, so just yep. bear with me. Beneath the elms we sing our tones. We're brothers till the end. Muffy in the bathroom stall, Margaret by the lake, Susan down in Wixley Hall, Constance on the make. What's, Constance, what's, what's, you, don't you do that. I'm not done. You shush your shush. What's on the make? I don't know. Okay. Constance Fry, Constance Fry, anytime you call, Constance would fulfill your needs, winter, spring, or fall. Seconds later, Max, favorite line in any film ever. And, and she, she stepped, stepped on, on the ball. ball. So anyways, I'm glad I could waste your time with that. You didn't even care. I hate you so much. It's kind of a slutty song. I, it is a little bit of a slutty song. He walks in with a plaid jacket, brown and blue shirt, cream and brown tie. He's a 70s pimp. It's amazing. Yeah. He also wears that same outfit to the pawn shop. But that is what I want under my tree. Or I would also take the um, barbershop quartet of his friends singing that song. Just but that's what I want under like my tree. Like Han Soloed in, like, <laughs> in your living room? Yeah, I want just the outfit. Okay. Just the yeah. outfit. Okay, him. yeah. Like the whites? The tennis whites? Yeah, I want everything. I want okay. his entire outfit. Okay. Years. All right. Uh, Max, you're up. Next song. 
Next, Next song. song. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Constance wow, is the video Fry. making you nervous? I also think that I'm doing I better than I you may are. have butchered that you're not at all. I also think <laughs> I butchered <laughs> let's just calm down right now. Uh oh, he's talking with his hands. I Terrible. also think I also think I butchered the song. I don't think I did it in the right key. I should probably redo it. No. Right all right, go. Fine. Do it in the vein voice. <laughs> no, don't do it. In the darkness, no, Constance stop. Fry. Stop it. Constance Fry. No. <laughs> Constance Fry. So what is the best eighties Christmas movie? What's the best Christmas movie of all time? I, I'm not prepared to answer that. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it's up it there. is. It's up there. What do you mean up there? Name the better movie. Fine, Max. It's the best. Are you just gonna? You're hopping in the order. You're just doing bangers first. Going with like trading places, and then well, this. I got. Don't you know how to tease? How to lead people on? Okay, should I wait? No, too late. You already said it. Do it. So Go. I got. You didn't explain it to me until after that. Uh, we could take from the same movie. I got nervous, so I wanted to grab it up like a hungry, yeah, hey, hungry go, hippo. Go. go. Uh, so 1989's Christmas Vacation. The Griswolds, you know, they go they go to Europe, they have their road trip. This is the one where they're actually at home, and they're having their family over, and chaos ensues, as always, around Clark Griswold, yeah. a.k.a. Chetty. Would Chetty you like Chetty. me to explain the movie as you butcher your explanation? I thought that was pretty good. It'd make me sick. As the holidays approach, Clark Griswold, played by Chevy Chase, wants to have a perfect family Christmas, so he pesters his wife, Ellen, played by Beverly D'Angelo, and the children, as he tries to make sure everything is in line, including the tree and house decorations. However, things go awry quickly. His hick cousin, Eddie, played by Randy Quaid, and his family show up unplanned and start living in their camper on the Griswold property. Even worse, Clark's employer doesn't give him the bonus he's looking for, and he cannot afford the pool that he has already put a deposit on. Yeah. Like I said, American capitalism. Yeah, again. No, for sure. Continue, yeah. Continue. If you're watching this podcast, you know Christmas Vacation. I know. I'm saying, what what do you what is the item from Christmas Vacation that you want under your tree? So this is my movie nerdness. I wanted something that actually affected the actual actors too. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted like a story behind it. Mm-hmm. I want the plastic Santa Chevy Chase broke his pinky on when he's destroying it when, uh, when he loses his mind. Yeah, when yeah. the lights won't go on because one. If you watch the scene, he starts punching everything, and he's losing his mind. And yeah. Chevy goes, like, full-on. Very will, physical actor. Very yeah. physical actor. No yeah. one else does this anymore, but he he's punching so hard that he broke his own finger, and he starts kicking the reindeer, and the kicking wasn't in the script. It's just he broke Couldn't his- use his hand anymore. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I just love that that reality transferred into part of the movie, and that, like, it's a genuine hate. Interesting. I think that there's other options. Um, I'll tell you what mine is in a moment, but yeah. uh, you could have gone with Cousin Eddie's RV. I'm kind of surprised you didn't want Cousin, Cousin Eddie's RV. I mean, at this point, if I have the Santa suit, I'm going pretty trashy at this yeah, point. I don't that's want true. like that's a that's a white trash Christmas. So the one item that I actually do want for my home right now that I will probably buy, I just keep on like putting off buying it for some reason. The Wally World glass set that he uses for eggnog. You love that. I do because I just think it's such a, a wonderful throwback yeah. to the original vacation. Like yeah. they went to Wally World and of course Clark has an eggnog set that's Wally World glasses. And when he when he gets the uh when he gets notification that he's not getting his bonus and he loses his mind and he just, he's, just, he's just dipping yeah, that, that thing yeah. in there and just pounding eggnog, it's great. Um, I also had on my list the the lights, Santa and reindeer setup, but yeah. I, and also the sled. I thought the sled would be kind of cool to have as well. Oh, interesting. Well, but after it was already torn to pieces by going 1,000 miles an hour down yeah. the down the. It looks kind of sci-fi. It's like very like slick. But I'm going to tell you what I want. Okay. And I think it would just be so cool to have. I want the one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. And Clark, that's the gift that just keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. <laughs> that it is. Well, I have a surprise for you then, actually. What do you mean? So one of our, I told you one of our fans gave us a gift. You did. And it relates to this. So Shut I'm, up. Oh. All right, I'll let you do it before the end so if it relates to this. This is Tony Huddleston Jr.'s gift to us. 
And I think we've got to put him up. You are now oh, a member of the Jelly Monk mouth. Club. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me put this up so that it gets. Yeah, put both of them up. That's uh, that's the best thing I've ever We're received. now official members. Of the Jelly of the Month Club. I like Apricot. Are you an Apricot guy? Our, our fans are incredible. Yeah, I know. How cool is this that? This was not pre-planned at all. No. Max doesn't have the basic intelligence required to pre-plan things. No. People help me. <laughs> Wait, what's the, what's our quote? Uh, oh, I got to go back and listen to the episode. It's the title of your autobiography. Yeah, I get by or almost there. Almost there. Yeah, the Max Sanser story. Or, close enough. Uh, we got go back. We go back after and listen and tell yeah. me what it was. I can't remember. Uh, Tony, that's amazing. Yeah, so that was mine. I want the Jelly of the Month Club. Very cool. Very cool. I'm sure there is one. I bet you there is. Yeah, Sign I'm sure there's up. one. I'm sure there's one like based on like. Oh yeah, you mean the like, actual real one? Yeah. Why don't you buy that for me? You haven't got me a gift in years. You didn't get me a birthday gift. At least I remembered your birthday this year. Remember last year? Yeah, I totally that's true. forgot. <laughs> I'm the worst. We're like 15 Are you looking it up right now? Why are you looking it up right now? You told me to. No, I meant lay after. You buy it for me. Surprise me. Okay. Put a birthday. <laughs> December 30th. Surprise me on my birthday. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, my right. turn. Yeah, well, you've been taking all the ones I have. I hope there's at some point I can. This one you definitely didn't take. Uh, you never know. So, not my favorite movie, but I like the spirit of it. I watched it again uh, two days ago to kind of get the feel for it. Mm-hmm. Scrooged. Here we are again. Yeah. Another movie oh, that I have. You no, picked? You're good. Okay. You're good. You want to give the synopsis then? I since don't. You're better? You're, you're good. I will give the synopsis. Yeah. That's a good call. So, Bill Murray's like this guy. Yeah. He does this thing. He likes uh, vodka. You know, that's that's terrible. Scrooge, 1988, in this modern take of Charles Dixon, Dixon's, uh, in <laughs> Charles Dickens' Charles, what up, Charles, Charles, Charlie. <laughs> Hey, Marvin, it's Charlie Dickens. Uh, A Christmas Carol. Frank Cross, played by Bill Murray, is a widely successful television executive whose cold ambition and curmudgeonly nature has driven away the love of his life. Claire Phillips, played by Karen Allen. But after firing a staff member, Elliot Loudermilk, which is the best last name in the movie. Loudermilk is the best. Played by Bobcat Goldwave. Ah! On Christmas Eve, Frank is visited by a series of ghosts who give him a chance to reevaluate his actions and right the wrongs of his past. I I don't know why you don't like this movie more than you do, because this is the neck and neck of my favorite Christmas movie with Christmas Vacation. So when Bill Murray gets a little dark comedy, for some reason, it doesn't resonate in the right way with me. I like him a little lighter, like where he's a man child. But so, he's totally light in this whole movie. He has like very little like sad serious. No, no. It's when his character isn't that likable. Like, what uh, about Bob? What about Bob's amazing? It what cr- about Bob is an incredible It cringes movie. me. I'm, more, I'm sailing. It's more Richard. Dre- I feel more related to Richard Dreyfus, yeah, which is weird. He's an anxious Jewish guy. Of course you feel more related to him. Yeah, but I'm more Bob-like in my like life. You are. Yeah. God, so maybe God. I just see a mirror of myself. Yeah, I, you know, that's really funny, too, when I think about it. Yeah. Like. An episode we should do is movies that represent each other's oh, that's like, good. persona. Let's do that. That'd be good. Yeah. And we'll do it when we get into our 90s because it'll give us the full two decades. To Didn't we do fun. like a psychological breakdown of each other? I think we did psych profile. Yeah. But it might be a little bit different. <laughs> so in this movie, there was an underrated piece that I just thought was like the coolest thing ever. The mm-hmm. 1978 A11 cab driven by the ghost of Christmas past. Ooh. So it's also the same type of vehicle that Cabby drives in Escape from New York. Okay. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And David Johansson, who plays the Ghost of Christmas Past, yeah. he defines the movie and what I actually like about the movie. Like yeah, the yeah. campiness, a little bit in your face, yeah. a little bit weird. The unique spin on a Christmas classic. Can't say the word classic. Uh, <laughs> You're doing great. We're yeah. going to keep all this. Uh, it, but it's a really Is it a unique spin on a Christmas classic? Yeah. Christmas? It's now hard you to, got me doing it. Yeah, it's hard. It's a unique spin yeah. on a Christmas classic. There it is. I think the new solution is when you do that, go all Christopher Walken. 
it's a unique spin <laughs> on a Christmas classic. <laughs> Scooch. Closer. But the car is really Christmassy. There's a wreath on the bumper and the grill. There's red and green beads and ornaments inside. There's mm-hmm. LED lights of Christmas tree ornaments on the inside. Even the license plate says, uh, it says uh, Xmas Pass. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a cool Very Christmas Christmassy. tree. I like yeah. it. Um, do you want to know what mine is from this movie? For the love of God, yes. Yes. <laughs> So aggressive. That's amazing. You're like, get me, out of, just yeah. get me out of here. Get me out of here. Um, so there's a scene in the movie where he's with his secretary and he's going through the Christmas list of what he's getting for people. And it's like bath towels, bath towels, VHS recorder, bath yeah. towels. I want the bath towels. I want the actual bath oh, towels that he's buying for people. You don't ever see them, do you? No, you don't. Yeah. But I assume that they're very nice. <laughs> so I want the Frank Cross. No, they're bath probably towels. terrible. No, they're they're not. He's an exec. They're probably nice for bath towels. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I never... remember when he accidentally got his brother the VHS home rec- home video recorder. Yeah. And then was it his wife was like it probably was by mistake. Yeah. And he's and Frank's like keep them keep the keep that I want you to have it. But anyways, I want the bath towels. Okay. Cool. All right. There you go. I like it. I got through that a little quicker than you did. I have to do twenty takes. All right. Uh, what's up? What are we doing? What's the next? Why don't we take a quick break for some commercials? Okay. That sounds right, great. Excellent. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com. Nothing says Merry Christmas. You don't wrap a Lexus in a bow. You wrap a house in a bow. That's crazy. That's when you're That's when you're really peacocking. That's when you got what the kids call Riz. Would you do that? I'm the Rizzler. <laughs> oh, my God. You know that's a 2023 word of the year. Really? Yeah. So you know that my son uses it all the time. We call him the Rizzler. We'll oh. talk about this on the show. It's amazing. <laughs> Dolby Real Estate is the best real estate agency out there. They've got the right marketing, legal uh, agents. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make sure that you get into the right house. And if you're selling your house, they're going to get you top dollar. And in a market like this, that's critical because you're going to need top dollar to get into the next house unless you double down and you go with them for your selling agent and your buying agent and maximize your your, your stuff. Reach out to Dolby Real Estate today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Get ready to just capture the beauty of the holiday season with a brand new home or selling yours. 400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Reach out today. And we're back. Yeah. During the break, you gave me some terrible ideas. I squashed them, so continue moving on. With, it's uh, your turn your now, stuff. though, right? Is it my turn? Oh, no, wait, because, no. no, you've been on every yeah. one of these because you've always picked the movies I have. So a little movie called Gremlins. Ah, yeah. so a couple things. One is this technically fits into the category that I told you not to do. This is not a definitive 100% Christmas No movie. way. Yeah, but I'm going let to let it slide because I you're, thought it was. you're terrible at listening to instructions. So no, no, but that- no, go ahead. Go ahead. This one, it's a Christmas gift. 1984, an inventor dad comes home with a gift from Asia, and it's a special pet with three unique rules. So I have a quick question. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Did he get the gremlin in Asia, or did he get the gremlin at an Asian market locally? Yes. You're right. That's okay. It looked like Asia. I like when you just dramatically change stories. Yeah. (laughs) Continue, please. Like when we were, what were we just talking about? Our last episode? Uh, Oh, the wizard. When you're like, that's where she died at the dinosaur (laughs) park. I'm like, she didn't die at the dinosaur park. She died at the river. (laughs) And then then an old man created the gremlin DNA from a mosquito and created an island of gremlins. (laughs) (laughs) Gremlin Park. (laughs) Actually, attra- the tracks, I actually would watch that. Yeah, I would too. You can't feed them after midnight, though. Oh, Jesus. What weird rules? Do you know the other two? 
Yeah. What are they? Don't get them wet. Yep. Don't feed them after midnight. You're going to forget the last one. It's I hard. Will. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Shh. Quiet, sugar. You should feel it right now. It's what's happening to us. Don't get them mad. <laughs> no. Bright lights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sun, sun will kill them. Everyone, everyone always forgets that. Yeah. Bright yeah. lights. Big city. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> I want Gizmo's convertible. It's a Barbie pink convertible Corvette. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he's just cruising in it. And it's like in the just toy store. a good time. Yeah. He's just he's just adorable. And I don't know, like the 80s Barbie stuff is really cool, too. Yeah. Barbie's big now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Max, I'm going to take you over to a Christmas story, 1983. Ooh, you're going to steal Based mine. on the humorous writings of author Gene Shepard, this beloved holiday movie follows the wintry exploits of youngster Ralphie Parker, played by Peter Billingsley, who spends most of his time dodging a bully, Zach Ward, and dreaming of his ideal Christmas gift, a Red Rider air rifle, frequently at odds with his cranky dad, Old Man Parker, played by Darren McGavin. The best. But comforted by his doting mother, Melinda Dillon, Ralphie struggles to make... Dillon! <laughs> it's too late. You son of a... It's so slow. It was like a full sentence and a half later. I was like, do I say it? By the way, I love that one of the most viral posts that you put up recently yeah. is... Is a Christmas tree with a predator yeah. as the star, and then underneath it, it's it's it's, it's, it's Max trees. saying, "There's something in those trees <laughs> over here." <laughs> it's incredible. People lost their minds over that. Uh, where did I leave off? Ralphie struggles to make it to Christmas Day with his glasses and his hopes intact. It's been pushing too many pencils. Yeah, CIA and, and such. <laughs> um, so the the most obvious answer from this movie for a collectible item would be. When Ralphie says, and I will repeat and read, I want an official Red Rider carbon action 200 shot range model air rifle. That is the obvious answer that you would think anybody would say they want from this movie is, that's the, is the rifle. Yeah, is that yours? Okay. <laughs> that's the laziest answer in the history of podcasts. It's, I give you Max It's Sanders. cool. It is cool. I'm not going to hate on you for it. The other one is the Frigili Old Man Parker's that is leg cool. lamp. Yeah, you're right. That's not the one I picked. But I think that's also like the laziest one to ask for in the world because everybody, of course, like that's, that is Christmas. Is yeah. that stupid leg lamp that he won. What was he doing? Like a crossword puzzle thing yeah. that he wanted on. So it's about his intelligence. Yep. He's super proud. Another one, Not I, sh- I stop calling him lazy. They're just things that are very like synonymous with Christmas. The bunny suit? Aunt Clara's bunny suit. Yeah. Her bunny jammies. But this is what I want. This is a weird one. It's a little bit off kilter. Oh, I think I know. I bet you don't. I want to take my family to dinner at Chop Suey Palace. Oh. I When I watch them sit down at Chop Suey Palace, so they're, to, to recap, the turkey is destroyed by the neighborhood dogs. They have nowhere yeah. to eat. They scramble last minute, and it is just, it reminds me of my family. Mm. Like, weird, oddball, cracking up hilariously. The the um, patrons or not the patrons, the owners of the restaurant singing Christmas carols with like horrifically racist <laughs> accents. Yeah, it's something you would see on uh, Bad Friends podcast, right? Yeah, like, it was so bad. But anyways, the the scene that's I don't know how I would put this under my tree or in the collectibles, but I would want to take my family there for a dinner. So I guess I want the restaurant. Maybe in, like in, in the in the. Maybe like museum. En- encapsulated in Lucite, the duck, yeah. the Peking duck. I know. I, the duck is relevant to me. Do you know they didn't know that duck was going to happen? They were going to cut the head off. Yeah. So like the reaction is real. It's all real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did know that. 
Uh, so that's mine. There you go. It's really good. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say the pole that he got stuck on. The no, 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 no. Yeah. That's funny, too, though. Or maybe the note to the... Uh, <laughs> the note to the teacher? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one, too. Uh, Max, you're up. What do you got? Well, I had the gun, and I'm a lame apparently. You are super lame But according to Bob Clark and the Daisy Rifle historians, uh, the guy who wrote this, John Shepard, originally wrote the story of Ralphie and... He got the uh, details of the gun wrong, like with oh, the little really? with the compass on it, and uh, you know uh, a few other features. Okay, so they had to custom make it. This is a one of one rifle, like because oh. the red, oh, red that's kind of cool. Then. Yeah, because the red rider rifle was a real gun, but, but they the had, way that he described it doesn't have the same. Yeah, yeah I got it's you. a hybrid match, okay. so it's right. like actually sought after. Over here, over, over here. Is Predator a Christmas movie? Find out next. <laughs> it's Predator a Christmas movie. I would listen to that podcast. Kill me, I'm here under the mistletoe. Do it. Do it now. Uh, so then am I up? Yeah. I don't think I am, but I'll go. That's fine because I don't like you. You've been going first too often. Uh, hold on a second. Let's see what we got here. What do we got? Oh, I got one. Um, I don't know that you like this movie. I like this movie. The San- uh, Not the Santa Claus. Santa Claus the movie. Yeah. 1985. Yeah. In ancient times, I, by the way, when I read this, all it makes it's me Superman. think of it, no, not even that. It is Superman, but yeah. it's because Donner did both of these. Yeah. It's an it's a Santa Claus Donner origin story. Do this? He didn't. No. Someone tied to Donner. The, no, no. The producers or creators of the Superman movies Thank did you. this. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. it wasn't Donner. You're yeah, right. that's what it Don, was. Donner would be caught dead doing this movie. <laughs> Jingle bells, you. Son. Okay. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I can't read this without thinking that I'm reading the intro to Conan the Barbarian. So bear with me. Lamentations. In ancient times, a man named Klaus, <laughs> played by David Huddleston, who delivers toys in his small village, fulfills the destiny to become Santa Claus after meeting an expert toy-making elf, Patch Dudley Moore, in the North Pole. In the present day, Santa Claus has... By the way, this is wrong. He doesn't meet Patches. He meets... Uh, what's his face? Patches O'Houlihan. No, he... Uh, Meredith, uh, Meredith, Burgess Meredith, Meredith. Yeah. Burgess Meredith. All right, whatever. So I get for copying and pasting. Santa Claus. His first name is not Meredith. Has become, <laughs> has become, Meredith, train me. He's become overwhelmed with his work and his disgruntled patch flees to the workshop in New York City. Flees the workshop to go to New York City. There, Patch unknowingly threatens the fate of Christmas by taking a job and failing, taking the job at a failing toy company run by scheming businessmen. BZ. John Lithgow. His name's BZ. Yeah, I know. But it's played by John Lithgow. Yes. I'm aware that in the movie his name is not John Lithgow. I'd be- Weird. It's super weird. So there are some fun things in here. Um, by the way, Dudley Moore crawled so Will Ferrell could walk. When you go back and watch For Elf, yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It's oh. it's it's different. I, I the get the childness kind I of get, like, but like it's it kind of Yeah. No, I get it. It's got the vibe. Yeah. It's got the vibe. So do you remember when at the beginning of this movie when before he becomes the Klaus, when he's just Klaus? Yeah. And he goes into the little hut and he gives the little kid a Vendigum. It's a little toy that's like made of wood. It's yeah. what he's made. Vendigum is like Klaus talk for little wooden elf. Yeah. So I want the wood. I want the Vendigum. Oh, I like it. I want Klaus to yeah. bring me the Vendigum <laughs> and some schnitzel. <laughs> now. I want it now. <laughs> Are you making ah, it our own? It's, is it Austrian? Yeah. Is it German? It's whatever. By the way, you know the funniest thing? My dad, whenever he can bring up the presidential debate stuff, he just brings up Arnold every time. He's like, man, Arnold would be the best president. Yeah. Every time. I think John Stewart would be the best president. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. <clears throat> Klaus. So I have another one from the Santa Claus, too. Klaus. Santa Claus movie. Klaus. What is it? The, the sucker? No. All right. 
I want BZ's like brown pinstripe suit with Ooh, the little rose lapel, fancy, yeah. and he's wearing like the fur coat. So this is when he's in front of the Senate debate, yep. and like his panda bear has <laughs> the like Senate debate. This and movie's it, absurd. <laughs> his well, his bears have like dirt and needles in them, and yeah. like you know yeah. nails and stuff. He's not doing good. <laughs> and he's smoking a cigar, and he's just like doesn't care. He's like, I'm sure this is a one of one anomaly, and they show him another <laughs> one. And it, remember, he's like. They're telling him everything that's going wrong with uh, the shop, and he's like, cowards, swine, commies. He's just saying things over and over. So Do you I, need that suit for yeah, confidence. So I, I can say that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right, good, good, good. I, I got a little Lithgow in me. Uh, not at all. You have zero Lithgow in I'm you. I'm tall and strange looking. Am I? You are. No, oh, that's yeah. actually a fair point. <laughs> I think I'm down to my last one. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. All right. Uh, that, what a great way to end. What a great way to end. No, I lied. I have two more. You said Jesus. five, you said five I, yeah, or six. I got a lot. Fine, rapid fire. Go. Okay. Uh, Die Hard. Do we need to go over what Die Hard's about? Uh, go remind the, me. Going to the coast. <laughs> going to see some friends. All right. John McClane is a New York cop. His wife works in LA. They're estranged. She's having a holiday party. He He's an alcoholic. In. He's an alcoholic. Do we know that? We, we learned that in the second and third He's movie. He's got a we bad freaking hangover. Yeah. yeah. But that's me. He's out. It's implied. All right. Fine. He shows up to Nagatomi Towers. There is a bank heist, but we think it's terrorist, but it's not terrorist. Twinkies. He saves the day, yada, yada, yada. I'm, I'm, a large man learns how to kill again. You got it. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff in this movie, but what I want from this movie is I want Argyle's mixtape. So when he picks up- The Run up, DMC? Well, it's not yeah. just Run DMC. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Argyle picks up John McClane from the airport, and that's where he first meets him. This is uh, played by Devereaux. What's his name? Devereaux White. Uh, Devereaux White. And also Naxon Jackson. Yes, which we've talked about. Yeah. Good good recall. Thank good you. total recall. <laughs> three boobs. Yeah. Three <laughs> boobs. Quato. Kill me. Did you see the uh Rick and Morty yes, now with I all did. the quatos? I did. It's incredible. You never responded to me. I know, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a whole episode <laughs> yeah. dedicated to quatos. Everyone's got a quato. Everyone's gonna quato. <laughs> Uh, Argyle puts in the tape and the first song you hear is the D run DMC Christmas and Hollis, which is a great song. But then later, do you remember when McLean calls Argyle and he answers the phone. He's waiting in the basement of the parking with the teddy bear. Yeah, and he's got music on. So the music playing is Skeletons by Stevie Wonder. Ooh. So I, I'm assuming it's on the same mixtape. But yeah. I want Devro's. Uh, Devro's. I want Argyle's mixtape. And then I did that fast. Now let's go to you, and then I'll do my last one. Okay. If I had a diehard one, I'd go Theo's Christmas sweater. Theo. Oh, that's a good one. It's just so cable knit, nice, and it's very out of place for what they're doing. Yeah. Like everyone else is in tactical gear. Yeah, sure. And Theo's like. I'm going to warm up by the fire. Yeah? Yeah. So I, like I, I really like that. Last one? Yeah. All right, Max. Let me start by telling you, I cannot, cannot watch this movie without crying. It is on my top five movies I can't watch without crying. Interesting. This, The Land Before Time, Schindler's List, <laughs> Transformers the movie. I'm kidding. The, <laughs> on the last one. But this one's up there. Uh, uh, Terms of Endearment. Yeah. Prancer. Yep. Refusing to give up her belief in Santa Claus, a child, Jessica Ribs, Riggs, I want my ribs, <laughs> Jessica Riggs, played by Rebecca Tickell, yep. friend of the show. Unbelievable. By the way, I can't help also but feel like a creep every time I watch this movie because as an adult, and she's my age, she is stunning. Yeah. She's not only talented, wonderful, she's been on the show, she's also beautiful. And then I go back and watch it, I'm like, there she is as a little kid. <laughs> it's super weird, but that's fine. That's for me and my therapist to figure out. They discover a hurt reindeer in the woods, which she believes to be Prancer. With the help of a sympathetic veterinarian, played by Abe Vigoda, his greatest role <laughs> ever, if you ask me, Jessica takes care of the wounded creature. It's supposed to be a secret, but eventually a store Santa Claus, played by Michael Constantine, the girl's dad, Sam Elliott, and the entire town find out about Prancer, 
leading to big problems for Jessica and her family. You're getting choked up right now, aren't you? I'm, I'm going to try to get through this without getting upset. This movie encapsulates everything that I love about film, everything that I love about Christmas, everything I love about the human spirit. Sam Elliott is a monster of a father who... He's having a hard time. He is because he's wife broke, died. his wife died. I get all of it. Yeah. A, a, the redemption, the emotional redemption at the end of this movie. The where like, It's just everything about it. I can't even get into this movie, but I will tell you what I want. At the very Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch it, but I'm going to ruin it for you right now. At the very end, they release Prancer, and it finally dawns upon her dad like to be on her side, and they have this beautiful moment together, and Prancer kind of... Not leaps leaps off a cliff, but he like he basically leaps <laughs> he off kills a cliff. himself. Yeah, he's like, kill me. <laughs> and she turns to her dad and says, like, how do I know that he made it? And her dad says, every time you hear his bells, you'll know that he's okay. And that that soundtrack to this movie, like, do do do. Uh, that's the Karate Kid. You know what I'm talking about. And you hear the jingle bells, right? You hear his uh, reindeer bells. Yep. And then he like turns into a flash of light and joins Santa in the sleigh. It's beautiful. I want Prancer's bells. I want to sit in my room covered just in blankets, weeping. weeping and just shake them. Right, Prancer's <laughs> alive. I can hear him. That's all I want. That's cute. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, I really like that. There you go. Also, I, this is a wild fact that I, I went back and watched Prancer, only a part of it because it'll crush Can't me emotionally. Yep. So you remember Herb Dreyer, the butcher that bought Prancer and put him in the Wanted cage? Wanted to eat him, yeah. Well, you didn't want to, remember, he ended up just... Oh, yeah, it's like an advertisement, yeah. Yeah, so do you know who that is? No. Because <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, he is Private Drake from Aliens. Really? Yeah, he's Vasquez's uh, husband, I think, in real life, right? Is that also the guy from Shawshank Redemption who's one of the like guys who bothers Andy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the guy yeah. who uh, yeah. essays Andy. The apist. Yeah, yeah. the apist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's him. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I can't. I, I he's so evil. I don't know why I didn't get the actor's name. Yeah. But yeah, he's Private Drake from late. Cool. Yeah, so I thought I'd throw it in there for a little bit of tickle. Yeah. Fun. Max, that concludes all of mine. Do you have any left? Uh, if I had one from Prancer, it'd be her worn yellow jacket. Because it's like her spirit. It won't be broken. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. She like sleeps in it when she's exhausted. I love her so much. Yeah. Does she think she knows how much I love her? So I- you need to watch, by the way, I started this show on Netflix. It's called Hilda. It's about a Scandinavian girl who like kind of gets to know monsters. And it's the sweetest show. Your kids will love it. And it's like wonderful and just heartwarming. I probably will not watch it. Yeah. Um, With but your kids. I, but I appreciate the offer. Yeah. I got a lot going on. A lot you of things You don't watch things with your kids? No. What do you watch with your Literally kids? time. The sky. The moon. The lions. The lions. We do watch the Lions. We didn't talk about the Lions at all today. On that note, I think that concludes the show. Do you got anything else? Sam Laporta rules. He does. All right, why don't we see what our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight had to say about all this. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is friend of the show, Curtis Kellogg, a longtime listener, nicest dude, supporter, nicest dude. I thought you couldn't get him. Wasn't he on vacation? Yeah. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to try. All right. Well, I'm curious to hear what he would put in his collector's list for Christmas movies from the 80s. Let's hear what Mr. Kellogg had to say. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and season's greetings. Uh, hey, this is uh, Curtis Kellogg, uh, longtime listener, second time caller. Uh, from Texas, when I'm coming to you live via satellite from the Eastern Caribbean, where I'm on a family vacation. Uh, super honored to be asked uh, by the guys to come back again uh, to offer up my two cents on uh, the, the classic 80s genre of uh, Christmas movies. And my goodness, aren't there a lot. Uh, 
Uh, I actually had to go back through and take a look at the categories and start sifting through and figuring out what I would want to do for my memorabilia. Uh, and whenever I was doing that, it made me realize that, uh, you know, these, these movies played such a, you know, key role in my life growing up, but not just the movies that take place in the, in Christmas, but I remember back to the movies in the eighties that came out during the holidays and uh, what a pivotal role they played in me and my family's lives. Like I remember seeing, um, you know, it wasn't in the eighties, but I remember seeing like Mrs. Doubtfire on Thanksgiving day with my, uh, with my family. And, you know, it was just so many memories like that came bubbling back up. But anyway, uh, back on topic is, uh, you know, so many options, you know, you, you know, you've got, uh, the birthday, uh, Robot from uh, Rocky IV. Uh, you know, we've got Marty Moose Punch Bowl set from Christmas Vacation. Uh, I thought about maybe the little obscurity of the, the golf ball that popped out of the head of um, uh, his dead partner and Scrooged. Um, but ultimately what I came down to was the blue bowling ball gift to the dad in the Christmas story. Um, it may seem a little obscure, but, you know, I, I, I loved the, the watching it as an adult and really like grasping more from an adult's perspective, the story of, you know, kind of, you know, the, the gruff, you know, silent hero of the dad, you know, whenever you go back and look, you know, he's, he's literally the one person in the entire movie, uh, you know, that he doesn't, uh, that Ralphie doesn't ask for a BB gun and, you know, and he turns out to be his hero at the end by, but just knowing, you know, he knows his son and knows, you know, what a little boy at that time would want. And, you know, he, he came through, uh, you know, it, 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 he casts such a different light than what we see a lot of times, you know, in today's modern cinema and TV of, you know, the bumbling buffoonish dad that doesn't know any better. And the mom has to do, you know, the, the, the mom has to make the choices for the dad of like, hey, you got your son this and all kind of stuff. Yeah, this was, you know, he just, you know. He, he stepped up and he did it. And, uh, whenever she gave him the bowling ball, it was always just, you know, hilarious to me. If you look back at his face, uh, you know, she, he's, he's tired. It's early morning. And for anybody that's parents out there, you know, how early your kids wake you up for Christmas. And, you know, he probably had a little bit too much to drink the night before. And she just, you know, plops this very heavy bowling ball down his lap. And he does the little falsetto, you know, oh, thank you, honey. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty comical. But then, yeah, he unwraps it. Oh, look at that. It's a blue ball. You know, it rolls it over. Oh, it's a bowling ball. Yeah, it connects it, you know, to the beginning when he won the trophy. And uh, that was another real big option was probably the leg lamp. But ultimately, I, I said I'm on the bowling ball. Uh, is You know, I, just, I look at it and it just makes me smile during that scene. But, yeah, he's a, you know, a true dad of that time period. And I always found it very sweet and uh, endearing. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's what I'm going to go with, fellas. Um, hope you all have a hop, happy holiday season. Don't freeze too cold. Up, yeah, don't get too cold up there uh, in the great north. And uh, I'll be thinking of you all down here as I'm working on my suntan. Uh, anyway, keep it real. Uh, and uh, can't wait for the, the 90s coming in the New Year's. All right, then. Take care, and I will talk to you later. Bye. I almost regret. Uh, not allowing you to do your Rocky four. Cause that's at the break when I was saying Max was saying dumb stuff. He wanted to do something right. He wanted to do the tennis balls that yeah. were in Apollo's pool, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But the only right answer would have been Cisco the robot. Happy birthday, Polly. He'd become my wife. He would. Ah, yeah. give me a pint of ice Jesus cream. Christ. Um, no, I mean his pick is great. The so, bowling ball is so descriptive. I in you we did we do a review on these on the the new Christmas the new story. Christmas story. We did, and you threw it out, I think. No, I thought we 
Did we talk about it? Did we do a show on it? We watched it. No, we did a show on it, Max. Okay, we did. Yeah, we did. I think we did a show on it. The part of that movie that I like the most is that it takes that theme of the importance of Old Man Parker and it punches it home. Yep. And and if you really, this is almost a little bit akin to Prancer, how Sam Elliott turns at the end and becomes more than you think he is. Like Old Man Parker is a little bit of a pain in the butt through this movie. But he is the glue that holds the entire Christmas together. Absolutely. And that's really what the second movie is about, is with old man Parker gone, how can they have a Christmas? Yeah. And I, I loved that idea for the movie. Curtis, you crushed it. You did an awesome job. Thank you so much. And uh, Max, anything you want to add? He's just an awesome dude. He sounds cool. He sounds like he could beat me up. You sound cool, Max. No, so I don't. That's my whole point. Sounds can be deceiving. Meow. Very deceiving. But the darkness never <laughs> lies. <laughs> Uh, so on that note, Max, we've wrapped the show. A reminder to subscribe, listen, follow, leave a review, five stars. Check us out on all social medias at Buzz in the Tower. Website, buzzinthetower.com. Patreon is patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. We have uh, one more episode to do where, before we go live. Is that what we said? Yeah. Yeah, we got next week's, and then we're uh, we're video. Video killed the radio star. I feel like we did good today. This was like a video practice. We haven't seen it. Any of it. I felt comfortable. Well, that's a concern. You should never feel too comfortable. I let one rip a few times. That's how comfortable I was. No, I wouldn't. It's too small in here. How do you want to end the show, Max? Because you always end it best. I'll do a salmon moan. Uh... I don't know if that was good. I could do better than that. Uh... That's That's chewy. Chewy. Yeah. Is that your war face, Joker? Ah! Max, I only know one way to end a Christmas episode on a 80s podcast, and that's simply to say, shitter's full. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.